start recalling the reason why you want to meditate. What's the ultimate purpose you're seeking in meditation, through meditation? And what are you seeking this very night, in this very session? And how is it connected to that ultimate goal? Remember not only the concept, but also the emotion connected to it. And let that motivation fill your mind until it becomes a strong determination. You are now determined to achieve that goal, to gain that realization, to be transformed into that state. Determination infuse your whole being. Even think that this determination infuses the atoms in your body. So that the whole of you aspires and is determined to achieve that realization. Let your whole being now naturally adopt a posture conducive to the method that will help you achieve this goal. And this method is meditation. All you have to do now is just look at your legs, feel your legs, and just watch them naturally seeking a posture that is conducive to meditation. They are seeking a posture that is comfortable and yet has stability. The same with the hands. The elbows. The shoulders. The back. Perhaps you're already aware of the sense of ease, the sense of calmness in the body itself, an ever-deepening sense of ease. Center your head and neck. And feel a degree of confidence in the posture itself coming from the posture itself. Mouth, teeth, tongue resting in their natural places. Eyes conducive for you. For some, open is conducive, others closed, and yet others half opened. Know which one is conducive for you and adopt that one. 
then gently bring your attention to the breath. Don't worry about controlling the breath. Never mind forcing the mind to focus on the breath. Don't even concern yourself with what should you do about distractions. Just know that you're breathing in as you are breathing in. Know that you are breathing out as you are breathing out. And let the mind rest in that sense of ease. is conducive, that it's adequately comfortable and stable, keeping your awareness on the breath, scan the posture from head to foot, foot to head, and if you notice any part of the posture that needs to be fixed, then it to be adjusted, so adjust it, keeping your attention on the breath. made the necessary adjustments in the posture and feel the sense of ease either stable or deeper, then bring your attention to just the breath again, just knowing that you're breathing out as you breathe out, knowing that you're breathing in as you breathe in, and be aware of the continuum of your consciousness following the breath, going from out-breath, following the out-breath to in-breath, continuing to follow the in-breath back to out-breath, have a palpable sense of the continuum and add the intention to keep this continuum unbroken while you follow 11 cycles of breath.
full of the sense of ease. Be mindful of how it is reflected in the rhythm of the breath. How it is further reflected in the mind's quality. And add the intention to remain in this ever deepening sense of ease. you will do your work of meditation within that. Now bring your attention to the space in front of you at the level of your eyebrows at about a prostration's distance from you and start thinking again about your goal your aspirations and questioning how will you get to that goal when you have finally reached that goal what did you rely on that infallibly led you to that goal and call upon this guide in the space Feel yourself in the presence of a bright presence. This is your infallible guide, appearing in a form made entirely of light. The form taken is taken specifically to inspire you. Somewhere within you there's a measure of conviction that you are indeed in the very presence of what is for you your infallible means to achieve your goal. Hold on to that measure of conviction as though it is the only thing that matters. Whatever else is in the mind, no need to pay attention to that. Holding on to that measure of conviction Show your reverence. Finally, the means to achieve your goal is present. Prostrate. also feel a great sense of gratitude. Make offerings out of that sense of gratitude. Think of the things that makes you happy and offer them and offer the happiness that they give you. Whether they are things that you own, things unowned by anyone, or whether they are things which exist in your imagination.
trust yourself placing yourself under the protection of this guide protection from what you are about to may experience this very meditation and protection from the path in general until you achieve your goal guidance, protection and strength take refuge Feel that measure of protection, the refuge given to you. And now clear your conscience, remove dysfunctional guilt, admit your faults, the actions committed under the influence. Holding on to that intelligent regret. Again, take refuge, seeking protection, guidance, and strength. promise to do something to make up, to neutralize the stains left by those activities done with regret. through rejoicing let your mind take great joy in goodness in all its measures from wherever the goodness may come from those who are stuck in samsara still those who are freeing themselves those who are already freed 
especially you take great joy in the goodness that you've done. survey the conditions of beings. See the suffering that they're forced to endure, the happiness that is eluding them. Embrace them with compassion and love. And turn your attention again back to your your infallible guide. of the embrace in which you hold all beings. You sense that you're connected to all enlightened beings through your spiritual guide. Out of this revelation you make the request that they come into the lives of these sentient beings and teach them how to truly end their pain them how to truly find the happiness that keeps eluding them and to stay with them however long it takes until they are truly free and truly happy. Carrying the momentum look at the merit you gained so far from these preliminaries and dedicate their power to help you succeed in your meditation. And recalling that the very embodiment of what you're aspiring to achieve is right in front of you. Wishing to be closer, ask that your spiritual guide come to the crown of your head and feel that bright presence about your head. And make very strong wishes to become free of your obstacles, to gain the realizations you seek, and see a blessing descending from the teacher's heart in the form of liquid light, white in the center, purifying you, removing your obstacles, with the colors of the rainbow surrounding it, filling you with the qualities you're aspiring to realize.
again bring your mind to that realization, that measure of conviction, the very embodiment of what you're aspiring to achieve is right now above your head, in that right form. Now not only do you wish to be closer, you wish to become inseparable. by the power of your aspiration to become inseparable, the form dissolves into a point of light, descends through the crown of your head, enters your heart center, and there merges with your mind. Whatever being inseparable means to you, hold on to that with affirmation that you have become inseparable. Bring your attention back to the breath. Breathing out, know you're breathing out. Breathing in, know you're breathing in. And let the breath guide you to become aware again of your body. Do you recall the sentiment of the first verse? <laughs> the sentiment that the first verse is trying to cultivate within you. Contemplate this way and then you will cultivate this. And what you're supposed to be, what the verse 
is supposed to help you cultivate is a sense of cherishing all beings and also in this first verse you can also use it as a means to uh, review what you learned in, Abhid- in what you might call Abhidharma or uh, although it's not a good translation for it but uh, sometimes they, they translate this as cosmology Buddhist cosmology Okay, who are all these sentient beings that you're supposed to have you're supposed to be cherishing and you review this in your mind okay? until you feel uh, that sense of cherishing toward each category of being that you, you're able to list okay? so you go through the, the list as it is mentioned and if there are any that you know of that is not mentioned so you, ben- you will put those also in there okay? until you have a sense in your mind when you say all sentient beings it's not just some word in your mind it's an actual uh, you, you, it's an actual object for you it's a real object for you okay. so the first sentiment is you're supposed to develop a sen- uh, uh, to always cherish these sentient beings and have the second verse ask you to to increase the sense of cherishing it says to cherish them supremely and the way that the second verse asks you to think of them is to think, to see yourself as the, as the, the supreme servant. Okay, so you, whenever you encounter a sentient being, you see yourself as a servant of, of, of that sentient being. Okay, all those categories of beings that you already reviewed over in the first verse. The third verse asks you now to become vigilant of attitudes in your own mind that would, under, that would undermine the sense of cherishing that you developed earlier. And these attitudes, you recognize them by does it, does it bring benefit to anyone? Does it benefit me, really? Does it benefit others, really? Or does it really uh, bring about pain and suffering to me bring about pain and suffering to others and those are the two categories of things that you're looking for and they are called uh, wholesome and unwholesome states of mind and again you can go back to the Abhidharma Uh, now it's called uh, Buddhist psychology (laughs) and look at the list of states of mind that I mentioned and if you're uh, already uh, uh, gone uh, gone to other uh, other categories of teachings in Buddhism, uh, you thought that the 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 list of fifty or fifty one, and you were wondering uh, if that might be too much for try to you know the, the way you're supposed to mem- the way you're supposed to use that teaching is you're supposed to be mindful, practice mindfulness, and then look at your mind. And see any one of if you recognize any one of those any one of those uh, states of mind any one of those and their sentiments also their what we call emotions where their sentiments their thoughts their their <laughs> concepts okay and you're supposed to be able to be able to recognize them now there's another category of teaching and, and again it depends on the category of teaching that's why I shouldn't don't get don't let yourself get caught up in the argument is it 50 or 51 Okay, because there's no one that says there are 80. (laughs) 
Well, everybody agrees that there are about 84,000. <laughs> but I, I don't know if you want to, uh, you probably spend the rest of your life trying to count 84,000. But you don't have to count all 84,000. But whenever you, whenever you see a state of mind in your, whenever you see it, whenever you're aware of a state of mind, you're supposed to be able to identify it. Is it wholesome or unwholesome? Or is it something that is variable? Something that can be made into wholesome or made unwholesome by another state of mind. Okay? So that's, that's what you're supposed to do. And there you're supposed to become, or this, with this verse, you're not just supposed to do review Abhidharma. You're supposed to be specifically aware of those states of mind that undermine that beautiful intention, that you, a beautiful state of mind that you develop in the first and second verse. The sense of cherishing others. So what, in, what is in your mind that will put this in danger? And, when, and you're supposed to be developing now a sense of willpower. There's no other way for me to say it. Uh, maybe there's someone else might be able to say it uh, by finding a better term. But it's, it's uh, uh, the ability to mentally stop something in your mind. Okay. So when you see those states of mind occurring, coming up, and you know that they are, they, are, they are putting you in danger. That is, if you allow that state of mind to become a motivation for something, if you allow that state of mind to either make you say something, say, uh, 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 do something, or even if you allow the state of mind to allow you to have a certain train of thought, okay? you're supposed to recognize that if, if, I, if I allow this to lead to any one of those uh, activities, is going to undermine what I'm trying to do here. It's going to sabotage it. So you're supposed to, uh, there are various uh, methods that you can use to learn to stop it. In the very beginning, as a beginner, uh, I, what I mentioned last time is for a very beginner, don't try to stop it. I mean, don't try to apply mental force or mental will to stop it. You will only frustrate yourself. Okay? And when you reach a state of mind called frustration, <laughs> that state of mind you will discover how unwholesome it is okay? it will uh, discourage you from pursuing further it will plant seeds of doubt that you have whether or not you have the ability to continue with this, with this path okay? so to avoid meeting those kinds of states of mind and having to deal with them, with them when they are attacking you so in the first, the, first, the, the first thing you're supposed to do is to just be aware of them and watch them. And just sort of make yourself like a, a, a third person watching your mind. Don't identify with them. Don't say, I am this, I am that. Just really literally say, oh, there is this thing in the, the mind. Don't even say my mind. Okay. Say the mind. There is this thing in the mind. Oh, look at that, th look at that thing in the mind. And just watch it like you're watching, you know, like, uh, like you used to do when you were kids. I don't know, maybe only boys used to do this. You know, uh, cows, not cows, <laughs> because of where you are. When you see cars <laughs> passing by, <laughs> and you say, oh, that's a Ford. Oh, that's a, well, that's, that's as far as I can go. <laughs> so, <laughs> just watch those things in, in your mind, okay? And be able to label them. Oh, that's that, that's that, okay? Uh... And the next stage, w w uh, that is when you're able to uh, somehow uh, remove yourself 
your identity from those, from those things occurring in your mind. You're, what you're doing, you're now building up the willpower at that moment. That will allow you to one, one time uh, uh, to be able to stop it. Okay? Stop. Okay? The process uh, goes like this. They come in your mind. You try to not identify with them. But because of the habit of identifying with them, you, 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 in the beginning, you lose. That's part of the process. You lose. If you don't lose, you're, you're either you're kidding yourself or you're already you know, way ahead on the path. Okay? And whichever one is happening, that's where you are. That's where you have to move from. Don't say, oh, I'm such an evil person. I had all these eternity to practice and then I never practice. I'll never get it now. In this one, in this uh, miserable life, don't don't let those kinds of thoughts now uh, become the thing that that you identify with. Okay. Don't put yourself down, and again, don't uh, don't let that become a means for you to develop another unwholesome state of mind. Pride. Oh, look at me! I can uh, 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 I can stop it. Look at me! Uh, I'm able to identify it. Look at me. Look at me, I'm so good. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, whatever state you're, you happen to be, if you're not, f- only if you're fully enlightened do you have the privilege of having pride. Okay. <laughs> if you don't have, if you're not fully enlightened yet, don't mess around with pride. <laughs> okay. Unless, of course, you need a little, little dose of it because you have the opposite of it. Okay. Sometimes you need to, a little, you need to take a little dose of pride to boost yourself because you have the complete opposite. You're always putting yourself down. Okay? But only then. Only on those two occasions. Okay? Uh, so, after some time, you start, you, uh, the, for the first uh, part of, the, of, the, of your career uh, on the path of trying to stop those kinds of unwholesome states of mind, you keep losing. You try to not to identify, you end up identifying. And sometimes you end up uh, doing exactly what you're not supposed to be doing. You end up being motivated by those kinds of unwholesome thoughts. Okay? But that's part of the path. And what do you do? You know, they punch you, they kick you, they throw you on the ground. What do you do? You get up, dust yourself, and you say, next time. Okay. So instead of lying on the ground, Ah, oh, I was beaten, I was defeated. Ah, oh, I have no power, I can never do this. Don't do that. Get up, dust yourself, and then continue. Okay? And of course they're going to keep beating you, throwing you on the ground many times. They keep getting up. Okay? And after some time, just doing those things, having the intention to eventually stop it, your willpower is developing. Your willpower is developing. And to help the willpower... You're supposed to contemplate these things are no, of no benefit to me. You're supposed to say those things to yourself. This, these states of mind that they are promising me beautiful things. Are they going to deliver? What is it that they will really deliver? And then when you recognize this is unwholesome, you tell it. Hey, you, you are not going to give me anything. In fact, you're going to deprive me of what I've got and you're going to give me more problems. So it's c- contemplating the disadvantages of these thoughts. 
of these states of mind. And you do, and you also contemplate the advantages of the opposite of, uh, of, of, that, of those, those thoughts. So you have to balance it that way. You contemplate the disadvantages of them, and you contemplate the advantages of the opposite, of the wholesome states of mind. And all throughout all this time, you're building up your willpower, your capacity to stop it. And then, you start to exercise the capacity to, to, to stop the thought by at first ignoring it. You be, behave in your mind as though the, those, old, those uh, unwholesome states of mind are not present. I mean, they could be yelling at you, come on, you got to do this, come on, make me your motivation for some action, come on, let's, let's go out and party, <laughs> let's do something, okay? You just ignore them. They could be, and how will you ex- experience this? You will experience those thoughts as though they are actually shouting. And then you will feel that the only way for you to stop them shouting at you is to, okay, this time, go ahead, motivate me to do something. We're not going to actually say those words. But <laughs> in order, you feel that the way for you to stop the pain that they seem that they're giving you is for you to give in to them. Of course, you will be giving in to them many, many times. But as soon as you stop and you know, they're gone, they've had, their, they've had their fun with you, they beat you up and they throw you on the ground and you get up. As soon as you get up, rejoice. I didn't let it take me over as soon as it arrived. I was able to confront it and stop it at least for a few seconds. For some people, at least for a few moments. And you rejoice the heck out of your mind because you were able to do that. All this is building up the, 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 the willpower. And eventually, remember all this time what you're doing is you're distracting yourself with something else. Rather than dealing directly head on with, 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 with the unwholesome states of mind. And by directing your mind to something else, you're strengthening your willpower to do what you want with your mind. To do what you want with your thoughts. Okay? That's what you're doing. But you're not telling your mind that's what you're doing. Because if you tell your mind that's what you're doing, you're going you're gonna to immediately meet opposition. <laughs> Who do you think you are trying to control me? <laughs> yeah? So, you direct... So, with that, you, gain, you, you start to develop the will, uh, the, the muscle of will starts to develop. It starts to gain strength. And then you start to be able to do exactly what the verse tells you to do eventually. As soon as even uh, the, the hair of, uh, of, of, of uh, those unwholesome states of mind appear in your mind, you stop it. And it's, it's, it, is, it is, those words describe exactly what your mind is doing. You confront it, and then you stop it. Okay. It's like... Uh, 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 the uh, the way I can tell you to, you can feel it is like I can tell you stop your breath and you just have that thought stop it and you stopped it it's just like that that thought that unwholesome state of mind comes in and the same kind of mind you feel right now when you say when, you, when I ask you to stop your breath and you stop you feel that same state of mind towards those mental towards those uh, unwholesome states of mind and you're able to stop them just like that 
then after you 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 are able you gain that sense of vigilance and being able to stop those unwholesome states of mind. And 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 in one particular thing that you're supposed to do with this is to realize is to focus a lot on how how these things are the source of pain. And really appreciate how they are a source of pain. Okay. Connect them to every single pain that exists on, on this planet, that exists on this in this entire universe. From the slightest annoyance, you know, uh, you went to the ice cream parlor, they didn't have your flavor, and you were, and that kind of a, that kind of a displeasure, is because of, of of these unwholesome states of mind. Even if your mind tells you, "Come on, how do you know if this state of mind is is responsible for this kind of pain?" It doesn't matter. You can blame whatever you want on that. Okay. You can even blame. <laughs> something that's happening on the other side of the universe that's going wrong it's, it's, it's your fault it's because of you that's why this thing is happening over there okay blame every single wrong thing that's going on on there okay especially the wrong thing that's happening with you when you, when you see someone suffering it's always because of the states of mind this unwholesome state of mind in my mind that's why this person is suffering don't worry about the truth of it what's, what, what's important here is the emotion that comes up when you're stating this in, in your mind. And the distancing that you're creating in your mind from these unwholesome states of mind. And now we get to the fourth verse. <laughs> Finally, fourth verse. Are we going too fast? <laughs> okay, the fourth verse says, now use this for others. So when you encounter someone who is overwhelmed by these unwholesome states of mind. Now that you know that these unwholesome states of mind only bring pain and suffering, know that this person is connecting himself or herself to pain. And out of this realization, have compassion for them. And if they are directing this unwholesome, unwhole, their unwholesome behavior, unwholesomely inspired behavior towards you, have compassion for them. Okay. And, cons- and how should you consider such a person? How should you view such a person so that the habit of, oh, I should slap this person, no, sorry, uh, this person could have some sense in, in, in them. So you can stop this habit. You, it, has, it has to do with how you start viewing that person. View that person as, ah, an opportunity for me to test compassion. So here, I mean, uh, since compassion is such a treasured uh, realization, since it is such a holy state of mind, here is a being who is helping me develop compassion. And, cons- and the verse asks you, see such persons as a treasure, very difficult to find. Not just any kind of treasure, but a very difficult to find treasure. Not just a difficult to find treasure, <laughs> but a very difficult to find treasure. Okay. And many explanations are given as to, as to why you should trans- consider him as a treasure. Uh, one of them being that uh, eventually, uh, when you look at 
the number of beings you encounter, the, the number of encounters that you make on a daily on a daily basis, unless you are very special yourself. How many people do you encounter? Do you really get that, uh, among, among all those people that you encounter, really gets on your nerve? Really gives you an opportunity to say, "Okay, you say you got compassion. Let me see it." <laughs> How many people test that? How many people you encounter test you that that way? So they are rare in that sense. And the more compassionate you, 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 you become, the, the rarer, <laughs> the rarer <laughs> they, they become. Okay? And always, and really uh, tell yourself that. And some, someone is uh, behaving in such a way and that really gets on your nerve. And say, ah! Oh, uh, the uh, unwholesome thought of Somebody getting on my nerve is, is, is arising and it wants me to it wants to motivate an action for me. Oh, I must have, I must be encountering a, an object that is testing my compassion. And then you view that person. I mean, you say to yourself, you look at the person. Ah, a treasure, very difficult to find. In the very beginning, it's going to be sarcastic. <laughs> <laughs> And probably, uh, a lot of you probably uh, heard people say, <laughs> you wouldn't believe the treasure I met this morning. <laughs> <laughs> you know so and so? Well, that's my treasure. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> that's, that's my diamond mine. <laughs> okay, let your mind have fun. <laughs> okay. But the thing is... Uh, Try to not view that person as because if you're viewing that person as, uh, <coughs> you know, that word I'm not gonna say. <laughs> Over that, whatever. <laughs> if you view that person as that word, or this is what a, what a, if you view, if you let your mind view that person that way, it will it will be very difficult for you to cultivate compassion. Okay, you have to view that person, learn to view that person differently. That's a suffering being. That's a being who's overwhelmed by those very things that I, go, I was fighting in the third verse. Those things that I saw in the third verse were the very cause of every single problem that exists. And here's this person who may, who may not be on the path, who doesn't know any better, who's overwhelmed, who's suffering. Okay. Here's an object for me to develop compassion. And you can use many, uh, 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 there's the, what is called the pure view approach, if that, was, if that works for you. You can say, oh, this person, you know, uh, 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 in, uh, in some other uh, places, the term is, this must be a plant. This person must be a plant. Okay? So you can say, this person has to be an emanation. It doesn't have to be factual or not. Okay. Don't try to you know get their passport to see whether or not they're Buddha to see what uh, <laughs> <laughs> what what pure realm they emanated from before you say before you can uh, you know say say it or not. Just say it in your mind. Uh, this is a possibility. The way this person is acting so ridiculously towards this tiny little thing, you gotta be an emanation. Okay. You're it's a, okay. You're a Buddha. You're here to test me on my compassion. If that works for you, use that. Okay. But for some people, if you say, 
if if they if they have in their mind I'm encountering a Buddha, it may not be easy for it. It may not be a proper object for them to to have compassion for, because <laughs> you're a Buddha, right? You're not suffering. Why do I need to throw compassion at you? Okay. <laughs> but if 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 that if that doesn't work for you, then think of a sentient being under a tremendous suffering. The the worse they are, they're acting, the more suffering you think that they have, because that's that's the truth. Okay. When someone is doing something outrageous, the more outrageous that they're doing, the more suffering that they inf- they're visiting upon others, they're inflicting on, upon others, that means the more suffering that they have. The more, the more they are completely just a puppet of those unwholesome thoughts. Okay. Alright, so, uh, for these uh, the actual meditations, you have to, again, uh, see yourself in a, con- in a situation where someone is under the influence uh, uh, and they're allowed and they're, they are say, they're unwholesomely motivated. Okay? They're being motivated by an unwho- unwholesome thought. Okay? And then they're directing it to someone that you, you know, either someone that you feel uh, 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 you feel compassion for already or you feel love for or they're directed towards you, but you, you and you, you so in your mind review that. Oh, see, that, that's a, a treasure, very difficult to find. Why is this person? Why should I consider this person a treasure? And think of the reasons. Because out of all the million people that I encountered in the, in, in, today, this is the one person who's behaving this way. This person is rare, and I'm I'm supposed to be someone developing compassion. It's it's easy to love to have compassion for people you already love, and you know and. And when, when it's come easy, it's easily lost also. Okay. Now, this is your, your strengthening your compassion. You're planting it. You're making it stable by being able to have compassion for someone like that. Right? <laughs> <laughs> right? So, let's see if we have enough time to meditate. <laughs> Now, don't begin with people who are doing uh, uh, evil, you know, who are reputed to be doing evil in the world. Don't try to have compassion for them yet. Because your mind will be just holding steam when you think about that person. It's not going to be helping you. Now, think, choose an easy object, okay? And then work your way up to the big guys. <laughs> If you can uh, recall the state, the meditation you experienced right before the talk, let it be as vivid as you can make it. Calling the state, making it vivid, you can scan the posture like you did before. And as soon as you have uh, some measure of the taste of that meditative state, then bring your thinking 
into inside your heart center. You can just say, I am thinking in my heart center. You don't have to actually have any experience that is true or not. Just say it. Then from that point of view, observe five cycles of breath. Then from within this state of mind, then see yourself in a, in a situation where your compassion is tested. And then do what the verse tells you to do. How do you view them? Why should you view them that way? And think of them as someone who is suffering. Okay?
mindful of the state, the state of mind in which you find yourself now. And from within that state, again, embrace all being. Seeing their conditions, strongly wish, almost as if willing, that they be free of their pain, that they find true happiness, that the very state of mind that you're experiencing now may become the happiness they seek, and whatever happiness, whatever form will make them happy, will remove their pain in whatever form needed to remove their form, their pain. back to your breath and dedicate the power of this meditation to the achievement of your ultimate goal. Become aware of the body, start with the top of your head and become more and more aware of more of your body until you reach your toes. thing. Uh, for those of you who've heard me say this before, it's a reminder. For those of you who probably haven't heard me say this, just something for you to consider also. Okay. Uh, when you are uh, cultivating your mind, uh, when you're in cultivating, uh, when you're in cultivation of any, any discipline, whether it is music or, or in this case, your mind, you part of the path, part of part of the thing that you encounter in the path is frustration. Now, when you encounter frustration, you're actually supposed to pat yourself on the back that you made it this far, because frustration doesn't is not in the beginning of the path. 
So if you encounter frustration, that means you've been there for some time. Now it's like you're about to graduate and that's your final exam. Okay? If you pass this final exam, you will definitely get to the next stage. But if you think this is too much for you and you, and you allow the frustration to scare you, then you will have you know, undone all those wonderful uh, job that you've done and you really will have misunderstood the sensation of the frustration. There's actually a gift held to you in a tight fist. You have to just uncurl the, fa- the fist and you will get your present. Okay. Your reward for all those hours of practice that you've been doing. Okay. So when you meet frustration, ah, rejoice. Ah, finally, frustration. I've, uh, I've arrived. <laughs> All right, give me that test. <laughs> okay. All right, that's it. Thank you.